0: If you're trying to make money on YouTube or become a YouTuber, then I'm here to tell you, stop. That's right. If you actually want to reach your financial goals, there is a much, much better vehicle to do that than making money on YouTube, and that vehicle is simple. Online courses, my friend. Today I'm going to break down the pros and cons of running a YouTube-based business versus what I think is a more legitimate business, an online course-based business, give you some real numbers and help you make the case for what makes sense for you. Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 75 of The Graham Cochran Show where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran, pumped to spend some time with you today. Let's jump right into the nitty gritty. So here is the scenario. YouTube is a massive platform, obviously. It's the second most visited website, period, in the world. And so people spend hours and hours of their life on YouTube. And there are massive YouTubers who have millions of followers who supposedly make lots of money on YouTube. And it's very easy to become infatuated with these influencers, and to see the big numbers, and to see the kind of money they're making, and to want to emulate them. I don't blame you if that is you. What's interesting is someone who's been on YouTube for about 11 years, coming up on 11 years now, uh, and runs two YouTube channels, people ask me all the time how to grow on YouTube, how to get big on YouTube, and what they want is to just become a YouTuber. That's what they think they want. They want influence. They want a big audience and they want money. The problem is it's not the best way to make a living, okay? Yes, I make YouTube videos, but I don't make money on YouTube. What's the difference? How does this work? Let me break it down for you. And before we jump into some specifics, I want to share with you two examples. No names, because the names don't matter. But there is a giant YouTuber Uh, who I really enjoy his videos, by the way, does a great job. Uh, And he's got maybe a couple million subscribers. And he's been doing this for about four years. And he crushes. I think he uploads a video a day. uh, And I was listening to an interview with him recently, uh, explaining sort of his work days and his business model. And he was sharing revenue numbers. And the guy is doing about to $300,000 a month on YouTube ad revenue. Now, this is really impressive. Okay. So, I am not, I'm not, uh, missing the fact that that is amazing revenue numbers. Fantastic. Uh, in order to do this, he works 12 hour days, seven days a week, pumping out really, really good videos. He's doing a great job at it. So, I think you could put someone like that up on a pedestal and say, yeah, if he can do it, I can do it. And you know what? You probably could, maybe, maybe. It's it's pretty hard what he's done. Uh, and we'll get into some of the specifics in a minute. But you also got to take the good with the bad. You got to understand that guy works 12-hour days, seven days a week. As you know, I'm I'm a fan of working less and earning more. So that's not a model that's sustainable. They, the interviewer literally asked him, has he ever traveled to Europe? And He said, no, would you ever want to go visit? And he said, I just really can't right now. I've got to keep putting out videos. But one day, and then the interviewer asked him, but what if you drop dead tomorrow? And his answer was basically, well, that's a risk I'm willing to take. So that is a quintessential YouTuber, working all day, making great YouTube videos. It is work, by the way. He's not just chilling, it's hard work. He does a great job. I love the videos. People love the videos. He's crushing it. He's being rewarded. And he is a rock star. So that is why people want to do what he's doing because it is possible. It's not a lie, it's not a myth, it's totally possible. Very hard to pull off the revenue numbers and it's unsustainable work in my opinion, just my opinion. On the other hand, just the other day, I was on a call with someone who's following my YouTube channel, he's got his own YouTube channel. And he's brand new, but he's growing really fast. And he's really excited and we were talking about business models and he was sharing his revenue numbers and he's doing about $14,000 in ad revenue. And he has much fewer subscribers, about 44,000 subscribers, but he's got really relevant content right now and it's in a niche that really works for ad revenue, which we'll get to in a second, and he's making great money. $14,000 a month is amazing, but he told me he's working 15 hour days seven days a week. Very similar. He's working hard, making great videos, being rewarded, hard to sustain, and he was nervous about it sustaining, and he had some questions, which kind of led me to think about this topic today for the video. What I'd like to do in this video is show you both sides and show you a different way. I have two businesses. Both depend greatly on YouTube. One currently does over a million dollars a year in revenue, and the other is approaching that very quickly. I don't make my money with YouTube ad revenue. I make it through online courses, and I'd like to show you the differences and let you decide what makes sense for you. Let's talk about the YouTube ad revenue model because that is the model that everyone wants when they see big YouTubers. They want the ad revenue. Yeah, they probably want brand deals, sponsored posts, things like that. You can make some 10, 20, $30,000 for a sponsor post, but you can make more money long-term from the ad revenue. That's, that's the main model. A lot of YouTubers are looking for. So let's break down how this works, right? The model is simple. You need eyeballs. So you got to make videos that get a ton of views. And I would say that's just good advice in general on YouTube, you know, but it goes without saying you got to make a ton of videos. They get a ton of views then you need to be able to monetize your videos, which I, they keep changing the rules, but I think it's a thousand subscribers and a certain number of, Uh, minutes of watch time, and then you can unlock that feature. Not hard to pull off if you're really pumping out content people like. Once you get to that level, you flip a switch in the back end of your YouTube account, and what that allows is for ads to display on your videos. It could be a, a video ad at the beginning of your video. It could be a banner text ad that hovers over the video that people can X out of. It could be a video ad at the end. It could be a video ad in the middle. It could be all of the above, but you're allowing other product manufacturers and brands to advertise somewhere in your video. You've seen this before, right? Okay, so you monetize your videos, that's step number two. Then you need to get as many people to see those ads as possible. So that goes back to getting more views and pumping your videos with more ads. Add at the beginning, ads in the middle, multiple ads in the middle that break up the videos, add at the end, all of the above. Get as many people to see those ads as possible because the more ads that are viewed and the longer those ads are viewed, the more money you make. YouTube makes their money. This is why YouTube makes billions. They make their money from advertisers, just like Facebook. It's the same principle. Facebook and YouTube draw lots of eyeballs. Lots of people spend hours of their day on these platforms, so then they run ads on these platforms so that companies pay them for the advertisement, just like TV. It works the same way. The beautiful thing for YouTube is that they will share in that ad revenue They're gonna share fractions of it, it, by the way. They're gonna take the big chunk and they're gonna give you a little bit if you're willing to display these ads on your videos because you don't have to, but you can. So they'll share the wealth as they should because it's your videos that are drawing those eyeballs in those instances. Make sense? YouTube ad revenue. Now, this is going to lead you, if this is the path you're going on, this is going to lead you to certain decisions as a content creator. If that's the goal, right? So these decisions include creating relevant content, which you should always do, but generally you find YouTubers making relevant time sensitive content. Why? Because that kind of content gets more clicks because it's relevant for the moment. Like this is what Apple stock did yesterday. This is what uh, is happening in the housing market today. This is what Donald Trump just said. Like whatever just happened, sports channels do this as well. You know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just signed Leonard Fournette. Are they becoming a super team? What do we think about that? So time-sensitive content. This is neither good nor bad. This is a neutral decision. But this, I'm just telling you, this is the type of decisions you make. It is, it behooves you, I should say, to use a word I don't use enough, to make as much relevant time-sensitive content as possible to get clicks now because it's relevant now and it draws more people now to grow quickly, okay? So you're gonna do that. That's what I'm saying news-related content works really, really, really well. I follow a bunch of Star Wars channels. So when the Star Wars movies were coming out or anytime there's news in Lucasfilm or Disney, they'll drop videos on these topics and they get clicks all the time because they're relevant right now. This is what Lucasfilm just did or here's the latest rumor on The Rise of Skywalker before that came out and it was disappointing. That's neither here nor there. So that's one decision you'll make. And then the second one is your CTA. Your call to action in your videos is gonna be very specific. It's gonna be hit the like button, subscribe to the channel. And maybe you'll throw in a hit the notification bell so you'll get notified when I have a new video. But it's hit the like button and subscribe. Why do we want you to do this as YouTubers? We want you, the viewer, to do this for us because the more likes and subscribes we get, the more it can feed the algorithm for people to, for YouTube, I should say, to know that our videos are relevant and it also gets the videos to show up more so then people will watch more and that all helps us get promoted in YouTube. So these are the decisions you're going to make as a content creator on YouTube if ad revenue is your goal. Make sense? Okay, what's the upside? Well, lots and lots of cash if you can get millions of views and you're in a niche that the advertisers pay more for. I'll say that again. The upside to this model, the YouTube ad revenue model, is very simple. Lots and lots of cash. If you can get millions of views and you're in a topic or niche where the advertisers pay more to advertise in those spaces. So that means you got to ask yourself, are you in the marketing space? Are you in the investment and stock trading space? Or are you in the business space? Any of these places, personal finance, you're going to be able to make more money on ad revenue than other niches like dog training or music recording or any other hobbyist niche where the advertisers don't pay as much to run their ads because they don't get as much return on their investment. There's more of a a share, more of a cut to be had on certain topics, it just is the way it is. So that doesn't mean you can't make great ad revenue on hobbyist niches, and I make some decent ad revenue on the Recording Revolution. Um, But if I, even with the same number of views, if I were in a different niche, that was one of those listed niches, I would make more per view than I currently make now. Also certain niches are easier to get millions and millions of views in than others. So the the ad revenue model, the YouTuber model is prohibitive to some depending on your niche uh, because you're gonna get smaller view counts and smaller subscriber counts and you're gonna get less of a cut of the ad revenue because there's less money in that pool for that topic or niche, Makes sense? But the upside is if you do it right and it's a perfect fit, Tons of cash, as is evident by some of the YouTubers that I have mi- I mentioned earlier. Downsides, there are many. Okay, one, videos might not be evergreen. Okay, going back to the type of videos that crush, news-related. They're, they're, they're time-sensitive. When you see a video that says what, you know, Tesla stock just did, or what the Fed just passed related to the housing crisis and you see that it's a year old, you might not click on it because it's, you already know it's irrelevant because who cares what Tesla stock did a year ago? I care about what Tesla stock's doing now. Who cares what the Fed is doing with interest rates a year ago? I care what they're doing right now, so I might not click on that video. What that means is your content only has but so long of a shelf life, and then it's useless. The only problem with this is that it forces you to make more content and you have to keep pumping out basically newer versions of the old content. Whereas in other topics or niches or in other angles, as we'll talk about, you can make a piece of content that can be relevant for years to come. So that's one of the bummers, you have to keep pumping out content. Uh, two, the algorithm could change. The YouTube algorithm could change, which makes it harder for your, your videos to show up. It, you, you might not get as many video suggestions. You might not show up with the search terms that used to dominate for. I don't know. The YouTube algorithm, while relatively straightforward, is an enigma, as all algorithms are, and it could change. And it could take time for you to catch up on what the changes are and adjust accordingly. So you aren't in control, really, of if people see your videos. Two, three, number three, YouTube could suspend your account. This happened to one of my friends just last week. He woke up one morning, his account suspended. No longer active the videos don't exist he can't even log into his account sometimes they do this because you've, they say you violated the the policies the conduct policies or the community policies and you might have violated them without realizing it in my buddy's case it was an error but there's no customer service on youtube's website he had to tweet a million people and eventually find someone that was willing to look into it for him, it was a major hassle. All the while, his site is down. If you depend on millions of views a month, even a million views a month, every day counts. Every day that your YouTube channel is suspended is thousands of dollars lost for you. So you're at the mercy of them suspending your account, or look, YouTube could disappear altogether. I get it, highly unlikely. I use YouTube for a lot of traffic. I'm banking on it. It's a great platform, but it could go away. We always need to live with that reality that whatever platform you're building your business on, Facebook, Snapchat, YouTube, Twitter, it could all go away. Or something else could come out that's more popular and people move to it. People, big people. Gary Vaynerchuk was building his business on Vine. I don't know if anyone uses Vine anymore. I don't even know if you can go to Vine anymore to to watch videos but he did a lot of good videos on Vine and all that stuff's kind of gone. But you know, he's pivoted and he's fine, but it just is a good point. We can't bank on any one platform. So there's a lot of downsides to that model. Not to mention that unless you just crush it, it takes a long time to get to millions of views, to get substantial ad revenue where it's paying all your bills and then some. It really does take time for most if you get lucky and you go viral early, you might make a good chunk of money early. I have a friend of mine, they went viral with some silly videos uh, with their family that were really cute. Uh, they made $30,000 in one month, in like their second month of posting videos. And he got really excited about projecting revenue out. But then a couple months later, they had to go back to getting normal day jobs because they couldn't replicate their successes like fire in a bottle, lightning in a bottle. So. it it, even if you get it early, it's no guarantee that you'll be able to replicate consistent view counts to warrant the ad revenue. Okay. Let's talk about the model. I prefer the online course model. Here's how that model works. You build your own online video course or courses and sell them for whatever price you want, charge, whatever you feel is relevant. So you have complete control over the product, control over the price. You can sell at massive scale. So you can sell these to as many people as you possibly can find. You can automate the sales process entirely. You can automate the upsell and cross-sell process to add other products to their order after they've already typed in their credit card. You can automate that. You can build a list of emails of buyers you can sell more stuff to down the road. Membership sites, coaching, group coaching, live paid webinars, live events when they let us do those in person again. You can market to those people over and over again with more stuff you have to sell. If this is your model, selling online courses and all kinds of upsells from there outside of YouTube, then this affects the decisions you make as a content creator, much like the YouTube ad revenue model did. So for one, you create relevant, evergreen, searchable content. You want content that's relevant, just like the YouTuber wants content that's relevant. But what you want is to make good use of your time. So you're thinking, what's the best use of my time? If I make one video that gets a lot of views now, but none in a month or two, or I can make one video that gets a lot of views now and gets even more views every passing month to the point where five years down the road, it's getting even more views than ever before because it's always relevant, aka it's evergreen, that's going to serve my business better. So it changes the type of content you make, Also, your CTA is no longer like and subscribe to the channel, although you can certainly mention that if you want to. Your CTA is to download the lead magnet, which is your free guide or your free workshop or your free checklist or cheat sheet or whatever, to get these email addresses, to get people literally to leave YouTube to join your email list. Very different. Very different. Instead of giving you a great video and telling you just like this video and subscribe it, and that's all I'm gonna tell you to do, instead I'm gonna tell you to download something. An amazing free helpful guide. Why? Because that gives you even more value. It gives you something where liking doesn't give you anything. What does liking my video give you? Nothing, it only gives something to me. But if I give you a guide, I'm giving you even more value. And then how does that help me? Well now I have your email address. And that allows me to market to you and sell you my products. So it changes your CTA. What is the downside, and then I'll get into the upsides. The downside, and this is the only one I can really think of, is a potentially smaller YouTube following. Some of these decisions will cost you potentially, not always true, a smaller YouTube following. So on the recording revolution, As of this taping, I have just over half a million subscribers. I would consider that a pretty large YouTube following. When you hit 100,000 subscribers, they send you a plaque, a YouTube Play Award or whatever it's called. It's silver or platinum or whatever. Um, And I have it hanging up in my studio back at home once you hit 100,000. I now have 500 plus thousand, almost 600,000 subscribers. That's a pretty good size YouTube channel considering it's in a hobbyist music-related market, okay? So that's great. But people have bigger channels than that. But it is harder to grow a big channel when you're making decisions that don't naturally cause your channel to grow. You're telling people to click away from your channel, to download a guide. You're not telling them to like and subscribe all the time. You're telling them to download a guide. You're focused on content that's a long play as opposed to the here and now clickbaity type stuff, which was not a fair statement because focusing on the here and now is not clickbait. Those are not one and the same. They can be, so I, I apologize for that. Those are not one and the same. But. You see, the the difference is, the downside is you might have a smaller YouTube following, which means you might not reach as many people, so that is a legitimate downside to consider, but I think the biggest downside is really your ego. It feels cooler, trust me, to have a bigger uh, YouTube following than a smaller one. Like, why would you want a small following when you could have a big one? So, seeing the numbers, it is a downside, I get it. But, the upsides are a plenty to the online course model. Number one, you own the audience. Even the non-buyers, you own the audience. It's not just the buyer's list, the non-buyer's list. You have the email addresses. Again, going back to the whole, what if YouTube disappears? What if your account gets suspended? What if everybody jumps ship from YouTube to some other video platform? You know, what if TikTok gets bought up by some American company, reinvents itself as even more than these silly 15-minute videos and becomes the new YouTube and everyone's there, including people older than 14? What if? Well, if you own the email addresses, you can still interact with your audience whenever you want to. In fact, you don't even have to hope they jump on YouTube. You can go directly to them in their inbox, which is much more effective than posting to YouTube, by the way. So you own the audience, which means, upside number two, you can sell and market directly to them anytime you like and sell anything you like. Your online course. You're opening up some one-on-one coaching spots, a group coaching program you're running, a live event, a live webinar you're doing, a live summit you're doing, paid or free, whatever you want, you can market to them directly. And biggest upside here is you can scale your income faster with online courses than waiting on YouTube to bless you with more views. The YouTube gods are wonderful when they shine down and rain down their blessings on you. And I have been the benefactor of the YouTube gods and their blessing on certain videos that have helped both of my channels to grow substantially, which has led to more customers. But I don't want to live my business life praying to the YouTube gods because A, they're not real, but B, they're fickle, even if they were real. They're fickle. I don't want to put my business in someone else's hands. I I want to control what I can control. I want to be responsible for my own business and not take that responsibility and give it to YouTube and say, look, I'm gonna do what you want, YouTube. I'm gonna make whatever whatever videos you want. Please send me the views. Please send me the ad revenue. To me, that's not a business model. That is like gambling. That's just like, I'm gonna do this and hope, shake the dice and hope that I I win big. Now, it's possible, so it's not nearly as bad as gambling. I think it's a better use of your time than gambling because at the very least, you're making helpful videos that help people. And it's a legitimate model, so it's not illegitimate. It's not rigged against you. It's just too much uncontrollables, too many variables, too much out of my hands. Where the online course model is I can scale this income much, much faster. So a great example is is like this YouTube channel right now. I don't know when you're watching this video, but when this is going up, much, much smaller channel than my other YouTube channel. So right now, as of this taping, they have like 15,000 YouTube subscribers. Okay, great. On the Recording Revolution, almost 600,000 YouTube subscribers. Revenue-wise, this brand is eclipsing half of what the Recording Revolution is doing. And by next year, if all goes well, should be matching what it's doing. With, what's the percentage on that? 2%, 3%, 5% 2%, 3%, 5 5%, 5% of the the subscriber base. I don't know. I can't think off the top. I should have done that math. You do the math. What's 15,000 as opposed to 600,000, right? 60,000 would be 10%, 1% would be 6. So 2%, 3% of this the subscriber base and almost half half the revenue, almost the same amount of revenue at the pace it's growing. What's the difference? It it's because it's faster. It's so much faster to sell courses. I use this channel to add value for discoverability. And then what do I want from, from you? I want you, if you really find value from these videos to go deeper with me and get even more free content, I'm going to give you a free guide here in a minute, which is going to be free legitimately free, but I'm going to do that in exchange for your email address. Why? Because if I have your email address then I can let you know about my online course, Automatic Income Academy, about my membership site, Six Figure Coaching Community, about new stuff that I'm launching the next few months that I will tell you more about soon. I can market to you directly that way. So it's a win-win. I've got great products on the other side that I own that I can at least offer to you. I can't make you buy. It has to be the right fit. You have to really see the value in it, but at least I can offer it to you, and I can offer it to you offline. I don't have to do it here on YouTube, or if you're listening to the podcast, on a podcast. See how this works? So, the YouTube ad revenue model, legit, but you have a lot out of your control, you need a massive following, and you gotta pump out a ton of content. I don't wanna spend 12 hours a day, I don't wanna spend 15 hours a day making videos. I don't even wanna spend two hours a day making videos. I average about a video a week. That's that's enough to generate hundreds of thousands of dollars, and on the recording revolution, over a million dollars one video a week. This is where you start to see, what do I really want? And that's my question for you. What do you really want? Do you want a big YouTube following or do you want a business? Because they're not necessarily the same. If you want a business, how much money do you want that business to pay you? And How many hours a day or week do you really want to spend? Because what are the other things you want to do with your life? So bigger picture, how do you want your business and your income streams to interact with your everyday life? Like map out the kind of life you want. Don't just chase after money, chase after scalable money. Chase after a lifestyle that makes sense, that's holistic, that's sustainable. If you do that, you'll have a better decision of whether you want to chase the YouTube ad revenue model or the online course model. If you wanna make online courses, I wanna save you some hassle for making a bad one and not selling it to anybody. I wanna give you my six-figure online course checklist. This is a simple guide that's gonna give you a four-step process to building and selling highly profitable courses, courses that will make you six figures and beyond. I've built a ton of online courses. Some of my courses have made me seven figures in and of themselves. I got one course that's a $97 course that I've been selling for many, many years. That little course has made me over a million dollars. Just that one little course. I'm taking everything I've learned in over 10 years of selling online courses and distilling it into four steps for you to build and sell your own profitable six-figure course. It's a free guide. You might as well download it. Just go to sixfigurecourse.com. It's the number six, figurecourse.com. I'm gonna link to it below. In the description here, if you're watching on YouTube as well, but if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, just go to sixfigurecourse.com with the number six, download that guide, and then do what it says and begin to build your own online course business. I'm telling you, it's way more fun, way less work, way more profitable, way more scalable, way more automatable than the YouTube ad revenue model. I hope you enjoyed. Hope this was helpful to you. If it was, leave me a comment below. Let me know your thoughts. And as always, stay healthy, stay safe, and I'll see you on another episode real soon.